your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 131. Great to have the guys back in the studio. Simon Gonzo Trollini over there and Todd Brinkworth over there. And I'm Nick DiCembri. How are you guys? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good. Going well. Going well. Been a busy week, so we thought we'd do a couple of back-to-back episodes here on the Talking Power Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Hey, we want to talk things. All things are... Car. We've got the summer auction coming up for Shannon's. That's going to be starting on February 8th. And I'll just, we're going to play a little game here. Well, it's a little game, I guess, we can do here. And we're going to say, we're going to, I, I just selected eight cars out of, the, out of the, the cars that are coming through. That's oh, actually. You're going to play this back, aren't you? No, no, I just, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put a value on, on each one of these vehicles. This car here, Celica GT4, this is a 19, what? Year is that eighty eight, isn't it? That one, yeah, eighty eight, and a an ST one six five for those playing at home that like their Celica. One hundred and sixty five kilowatt. I don't actually know. To tell you the truth, no, it's not the one six five. What did the one six five stand for? I don't know. I'll look it up in a minute. Sixteen hundred and fifty cc. No, they're all two liters. They're all three S's actually. Anyway. Anyway, this car here, so GT4, tell us a bit about it, Todd. That that car there was used, or a variant of it, used in the WRC. Yeah, homologation Group A special. Mm-hmm. And and that was the, the the era where that car dominated, yeah? Yeah, that was the early, early Sainz years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Carlos early, Sainz, yeah. Early uh, Didier Oriel, I think, years as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this was... And this is what um, this was your Subaru legacy and also early Evo years as well, very early Evos. And this this no. car, or not this particular one, but this model competed in Western Australia when we used to have the um, yeah um, all three variants competed over here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's a story yeah. I'll tell about the one that's coming up later. So, considering the historical significance of this vehicle, would it be eligible for four hundred four? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, Simon. really? Yeah. Really? It's certainly eligible for C for C, uh, maybe even 404. You'd have to ask Paul Blank that, but I can't see any reason why not. The sad part about, I like, I know the mechanics of this car and, and it is completely different to a normal Celica, but the sad part about the 165 is it looks like a normal Celica. Yeah, that's also the <laughs> great does, thing, yeah. uh, which I kind of like. But it's that's what, also the what? The great thing about it. Oh, I think that the TRD livery with the, the bonnet scoop and everything, uh, to me, that, you know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the GD4 that I remember. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, very rare car. You never see them around anymore at all, really. No. So what do we think on this one here? I'm thinking 40. Okay. In the nah, 40s? I think no? you're a bit too high. Um, I want to come in low at 15. Got some COVID tax on there. 15 to 25. Real that yeah. low? No, it won't be fifteen. It's a, I mean, good. it's a collector's car, but it's also it's. I'd buy that for fifteen. Yeah, I it's, probably would it's too. It's a bespoke to collector's car. It's a, not a collector's. No, car. it's a bespoke one. As in, there's only going to be a handful of people bidding on that, on that particular year, and they're you not. You know, you know, Todd. I think. But we'll play it back. We'll play this back, and I could be very, very. Yeah, I'm going to go in at forty. I'm going at thirty. So you're at 25. Well, I'll, I'll go the high end. I'll say 25. 25. All right. Okay. 
Next is another, we'll, we'll put this, I didn't have this on the list originally, but seeing so in the GT4 mood, let's put this one in as well. This is another GT4. This is from 1994. This one here for me is a memorable one. This, I, when I see this one, I think Carlos Sainz, this particular Yeah, this is one. the penultimate one that Carlos raced through the forest of Mondaring. And this is the 205? Yeah, the 205. It's also the one he may have um, put the handbrake on so he could uh, get a good stage time, or sorry, a slower stage time in Mondaring. So he would get cleaner roads to stage after. It was okay. the ST205. <laughs> oh, anyway, there's a bit of scandal. The rally, the rally nerds right now are going, you've got that slightly wrong, but sure. Um, <laughs> this one, 40 grand, 40 to 50. No, this one's more, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going in at 60. Yeah, well, I'm, There's I'm... currently one for sale privately at the moment that came in at 50, and I know the person's about to take 45 for it. I'm going, I'm D- going 65 that... on this one. The only thing that I don't like on this one, and it's and it's just a personal thing, because I remember him being in the in the white with the TRD livery, and I think if it was white, it'd probably fetch more, which is is strange because normally or, it's the other way around. Or red, or red, or red, and that's a leaker red, yeah. red yeah. which was a, a Monza red, I think, actually from memory. Could be, could be. Yeah, well, I'm thinking sixty. You're at sixty-five, 65 and you're yeah. at forty-five. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Anyway, moving along. He's <laughs> not happy. <laughs> XB. He's not happy. XB Fairmont Coupe, this one is. It's a Fairmont Coupe. No details no, on no this. No, no details. It doesn't no, tell if it's... If Nick, it's... very, very hard, mate, because if it's a 351 uh, FMX 9-inch mm. versus a 302 C4 Makes a big difference. Big eh? difference. Yeah. Big difference. And, and a 74, so you don't know which side of... The 74, because you've got the 27A pollution, where they, they, they changed the vehicle from the 4V to the 2V. You know, it's it's a tricky one, tricky mm. one. Yeah, we don't have it. We only got a pretty picture of it. I'm going to assume that it's a 302. Is that badge? What does that badge say? Don't tell me it says 250. It doesn't say 250, does it? I don't know. I don't know. You're going to try and blow it up. I'm going to say that it's a 302 Borg Warner. I don't know why. I just get that feeling. <laughs> get that, I get that feeling. Yep. <laughs> All right, I take that back. We've just blown it up, and it seems as though it's going to be a 250, possibly Borg Warner, Borg Warner. Now here's the thing, We've right? Gone from a hundred thousand dollar car, we've probably dropped into five figures, I reckon. Here's the thing, though. Okay, that is a really clean Fairmont, mm. right? It's got the the uh, the bonnet, you know, the the what was it, GS and GT mm. uh, bonnet. Uh, it's got the twelve slots. It's got the red walls. You know, the the architecture is there. Yeah. Right now, many would argue. Well, you wouldn't want to. Ruin <laughs> a factory six-cylinder coupe. No, no. I think the value is keeping it the way it is, of course. But I, I think we've gone from something that might be six figures down into five figures. So what do you? What do you? Let's see. I'm going ninety. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. Look, if it gets ninety, then you you might not pull the two fifty out and put a Clevo in there. You might not. Mm. You still might. No, it's. I yeah. mean, it's probably going to cost you more than ninety to restore one. Yeah. To that condition. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know what it's worth because I don't know 
who would buy a 250 one? I is would. It? If I had the money, I would. I d- that doesn't bother me anymore. V8, it's interesting. V8, but it's interesting. And it's an interesting color. I mm. like the orange stripe, but um, it's not a color that's going to appeal to a lot of people. No. And I don't know how many people, like how many collectors, would want a, a 250 Fairmont in that color in their collection. Mm. Hence why it's dropped out of six figure money. So, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say sixty. Mm-hmm. Okay, Todd. I don't know my Fords that well, the older ones, <laughs> price wise. But I was actually gonna say seventy. Seventy. There you go. Okay. Lock it in. Because I have seen some other six cylinder older Falcons See, go for pretty funny money. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Look, twenty five to thirty. Uh, I think. Um, you know, there's a lot, uh, you know, like like Nick's car, for example, that kind of, you know, mm. I'm seeing a lot of that in the 25 to 30, but I don't know if I'm going to see one at 80 or 90. And, and I understand what you're saying, because if it's too cheap, if that goes for 50, well, you know, even I'd buy it and drop mm. a V8 in it because then it's a 100 grand car, regardless of whether it's a factory V8 or not. Hang on, just, would you drop a V8 into it to make it period correct? Or you drop a V8 into it for more power? No, you drop a V8 into it because it'll sell easier. So you, you're keeping it pretty correct there. So you're going to go a Windsor or a Cleveland from the era? Oh, no, no. Be, be a, uh, you know, like an aftermarket block, aluminium headed, okay. you know, 400, whatever So cubes. you wouldn't chuck a Coyote in there or something and try and do it? No way. Right, no, 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 it's because of the strut towers. It's because of the strut towers. Okay, narrow. And yeah, and then cutting up a car like that—that's where I draw the line. I yeah, couldn't okay. cut up. Yeah. A, a, you know, like a. I, I, honestly, you guys have seen the cars that I've brought back from the dead, like restored over the years. Yes. And um, I'm just not into cutting. You know, I'd rather restore it. No, no, that's than, why I asked the question. Cause... That's why I don't, I don't really de- like when I see one that's had the towers cut out of it. I kind of like. If it's something common, you know, like if you've got a, a, a VA mm-hmm. and you cut the front end off and, and put a double wishbone front end, like, ah, big deal, it's just a VA. There's billions of them out and there. And turn it into a drag car, but anyway. Hey? And turn it into a drag car, but... <laughs> <laughs> there's still, my point is, there's a lot of them out there. There's yeah. not many of those out there. And, no. and you know, having... Nah. I, I, you look at any of the cars that are modified and you can return them back you can yeah, restore yeah. them back to you know how they would yeah no, that's why i thought i asked the question um, yeah I'd, I'd put like a you know 400 and something cube see I, i'm different i'd keep that as a six sill not that exactly like that i wouldn't change anything because the value i think it's going to go it was you'll retain more value in it as mm. keeping it original but that's yeah just maybe i mean let's see what it sells for if it goes for 80 90 then you know your argument Mm. Is is well and truly substantiated, but if it doesn't, um, you know what? You know what I'm going to say about this car. I think that unless someone really, really wants it, like really bad, right? I think that there's, it's going to sit at a price fifty, sixty, somewhere around there for a long time, right? And in the last half an hour or twenty minutes, you'll see it move if it's going to move. Mm. You know, because I, I can't see someone um, just walking in there and going bang 90. Yeah. You know, I think they're going to go, oh, it's a six-cylinder. It's probably got a borgie in it. <laughs> you know, like, it's got, it might have a C4. If it was a factory tow pack, it might have a C4 9-inch. Who knows? 
Anyway, we'll Doubt watch it. that one closely. <laughs> this next one, I'd, Todd, we're going to have to refer to you. I have no idea. Weapon. Uh, weapon. Absolute weapon. I saw weapon. this in the notes and... This is a Dakar car. Yeah. Um, Can't believe you don't know about these things. Oh, I've seen them. <laughs> no, I've heard, again, a friend of the podcast has got one, hasn't he? Yeah. Absolute weapon. They are. Um, so the car we need to explain is a 1997 Mitsubishi Pajero Evo two-door. Short wheelbase. Mm. So um, depending on the year, it's either Evo 4 or Evo 5 running gear um, in a Pajero, Pajero two-door. And even then, I could be wrong. Um, again, anyone listening that isn't to these things, let me know. I thought There's they even did two, well. At they that. did. There's even two versions of the Pajero Tudors, from what I understand, because I did a little bit of homework into this. There's a You can import a couple at the moment, and they're kicking around for about 50 to 60 grand, right? But there's other ones, which are slightly older like this one, that go for 70 to 80 thousand. Wow. So what do you think this one's going to go for? That's what I don't know. I looked at the notes and I went, um, look. I mean, those rims look crazy, eh? Like that Brock era. I'm going to be very broad here and say 50 plus. 50 plus? You can't say 50 plus. All right, well. Put a number down. Between. No one's going to hold you to this. No, no. 60 to 70 ish. Okay. Righto. I don't know. I'm, uh, you're going 60 to 70. You, you never know. It might be one of those ones that, you know, struggles. I mean, we saw some, you, you know, the auction going back a while ago, there was a few cars there that I thought were worth a lot more than, than what, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe 50. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to lowball you guys. I'm going to say 40. So anyway. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Hello to all the Mitsubishi. Uh, oh, weapon. Weapon. This, this, I have fond memories of this car. A good friend of mine <laughs> had one of these back in 1992. And <laughs> Police was pulling an, you over in one? Is that, that the memory of the year? <laughs> it was an awesome vehicle, uh, this car. It went like a shower. Is that Sorry. one near a turbo? Don't know. No. Doesn't say. Doesn't, doesn't say. say. So maybe not. Oh, I don't know. Twenty five. Didn't the turbo actually say turbo there? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it did right there on the. So the car we're looking at, sorry, is a nineteen eighty five Mitsubishi Cordia. Great car. Two door hatchback. Two door hatch. Yeah. For those playing at home. Yeah, I'm going to say twenty five. I said twenty five. I did just. Yeah, sorry. Well, right. that's gone. That was as bolted. <laughs> um, I'm going to say. I'm going to have to say twenty then. <laughs> Totals. What it's worth is five dollars <laughs> and a packet of smokes. If you're lucky, uh, yeah, no. There's a, a sense of nostalgia to the car. It's worth a packet on. of smokes if you're lucky, which are about a hundred bucks. You now. need to understand that people that saw these I've, we new, we just lost when they were kids, have got money now. Yeah, so that's but but I again I know of someone recently that paid eighteen for one that was in pretty much pieces. So I'm actually going to come in at thirty. Thirty, there you go. A nice clean example. There's someone out there that's going to go, I wanted one of those when I was yep. younger. Yep. 30 grand. Yep. I agree. I agree. Well, there's a, yeah, as I said, there's a sense of nostalgia to that car, especially for me. But anyway, yeah, moving but you ever driven one or just been in one? The no, I only went in it. I never drove it. It was a friend of mine. Oh. It was his car. It was turbo too. Yeah, they I was, were horrible to drive. 
Never, I never <laughs> drove it. <laughs> talk stick. But it was a cool car. Oh, no, we're talking 1992. What about know? the Exa? I, I nearly had one of those for a while. Yeah, I've got a customer that's got an 11 second one. That's Jeez. ridiculous. <laughs> they're, they're actually worse than the Cordia almost. At least the Cordia had some length behind you, so if it got yeah, out of yeah, control, yeah. a bit of lift off over But see, see, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that goes for even more. Than, I'm not sure because it's a non-turbo, or it appears to be a non-turbo, because in Sydney, these cars are like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're crazy sought after. Mm. You know, uh, S15s now are going for $70,000. I know. $70,000? Yeah. Yeah, it's lunacy. <laughs> How much were they new? Uh, they were 39 drive away, I believe. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's a lot of money for that car. And they, dropped, they, dropped, they dropped down in the second-hand market at one point to be 18 grand. 15? 15, yeah, I remember. Crappy ones were 15. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, it's like 180s. 180s have done this bit of a, a plateau and skyrocketed again in price. Yeah, but not 70. Not yet. They're getting there. Oh, mate, that's crazy. And, you know, I got told years ago, if you're collecting cars, always buy the last yeah. one. They always, for whatever reason, they go, so you look at the XY, mm. not so much the XC. No, no. <laughs> the XA is definitely yeah. The, yeah. the one out of that series. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, not so much the XF either. <laughs> oh, no, so while, while we're talking about Mitsubishi specials, yeah. I'd love to see a Sigma Turbo come up one day. Right. Yeah, but they, they were a local thing. Yeah, but still hard sought after now. If really? Got, oh, I had one. And I had people still ask me 10 years later, what would you do with it? <laughs> I want to know, what, where did it go? Who did you sell it to? I want it. It was and 20 litres of petrol and a match involved. <laughs> no, no, it was more than, it was <laughs> more than 20 litres. <laughs> yeah. All right, next one. This is a Ford Mustang Mach 1 428 Cobra Jet. I'm assuming this is legit. It's not not a replica. What's it say on the badge? Above the... Yeah. Boss. Oh, Boss 429. Yeah. You know what? You know how many people are going to bag that car out now? Yeah. <laughs> so, is this a 69? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it says 69 on the notes. Why would anyone put Boss 429 badges... On a 69 Cobra jet. But, my tip already, 150. I've been looking at Mustangs yeah, lately, old Mustangs, just for the hell of it, and 150. Yeah, look, it's got the the spoiler, it's got the wheels. It, it uh, looks just, you know, shouldn't have put that, that, that badge one. on it. Well, be a sticker. Impelador. Whatever it is, it, it no, shouldn't it be like on a, there. It looks like a badge. It shouldn't be on there. You can't do that. You can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologise to Yana, but I, I love the look of the car. The wheels in particular, very, 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 very sexy. But, um, yeah, that shouldn't have Boss 429. You're, you're entering a realm of, of fanatics when mm. you put a badge like that on your car. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, but... but. Wasn't there a couple of rare cars that actually were built with a Boss motor? I'm yeah, you could buy one of them. They're a million-dollar car, the Boss 429 Mustang. Um, it's got a, a Boss 429 in it, which yeah. is a Hemi-headed uh, Ford Big Block, which is based on the 385 series. The um, 
427 is the FE series motor. Oh, if you look okay, closely yeah. there, you'll see that the the intake manifold actually goes under the rocker covers. Mm. It's um, the 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 rail, the rocker cover rail is is partially on the um, the uh, manifold. Mm. Mm. Um, and you know, a Cobra jet is, well, is yeah. still a valuable car. Um, so yeah, I don't know why who's done that. Um, I'm still thinking this is actually dipping into the 200s. This one. Look, I don't want to. I want to go first. I don't want to. I don't want to say what I'm thinking, but have a good look at that engine bay. <laughs> I'm going to go 205 on that one. Yeah, I'm at 120. Okay, boy, worlds <clears> apart <throat> on this one. This will be interesting. Todd, you're at 150. Yeah, I had 150. Oh, 150. Yeah. Okay, this this will be interesting. This next one, for no. the life of me, I can't work out what its significance is. So 16 grand, mate. 16. I'm 16. Gonna say, yeah. I'm going to say 11. 16, I reckon that's going to go for. So the car we're looking at is a 1998 Ford Falcon EL. It's a GLI. So Last of the EL GLIs. <laughs> this is as ba- it's got hubcaps. It doesn't even have uh, alloy rims. So I don't know. Yeah, look, I, I disagree. I disagree. It has the wind deflector on the passenger side, Nick. You know how rare that option is? Yeah, I, I know. But you know, it has, it has the bonnet protector. Yeah, you could also get that at Marlowe's as well, so I'm not convinced there's much value in that car. But if we're getting, you know, I'm going to go in an 11. So, you know, I, but honestly, ticket, there's I, 32 I photos of this, Nick. There's 32 photos, right? And the hot ticket, I'm telling you the hot ticket, the story. I'm going to tell you a story about this car. This car was ordered to be a taxi and it was kept as a backup and never used. Let's have a look and see. There's no description here, so you have to forgive us. So, Jesus, it's even manual wind-up windows. So it, really <laughs> is, okay. it really is a GLI. I, I was going to agree with Simon, but I'm coming in at eight now. Has it not? got look at that tape deck? Has it got front wind-up windows? No, yeah, yeah, it has. has it? Yeah. I didn't even think that was available. You know how rare that is? Yeah. 47,000 original look, kilometers. It's a race front model. wind-up windows. There you go. Look. That's ready for a barrow conversion. <laughs> oh, it's begging for one. No money to spend. 47,000 kilometres. I mean, there's a little bit of value in that, but we're talking EL here. Factory tank. And it is bone dry of fuel, so you'll have to put... So what you're saying is if you filled the tank, you'd double the value. Is that what you... I, I just can't yeah. see the, the, the... Look at that engine. There's no rust in it. I know, but look... Except for the rusty bits. $11,000 at best. 16. 8. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm actually kind of regretting 11. I would have, I would have gone at 8 too. The mighty Intech fix there. But anyway, good luck to them on that one there. What's the build, uh, what's the build on it? What's the build 1998, date? 1998. What year month is it? Uh, it's August. There you go. August 1998. August so it really was that that was the last. Talking about the last, that would be the last EL. Because by the end of 98, they were, they were pumping out AUs. They had such a pretty car and then they made the AU. <laughs> You'll upset a lot of people if you upset up AU owners. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a cult following, the AU. People get bananas for them. It's it's a bit like the the Bug Eye Subaru. No. (laughs) Don't talk about one of these. I don't know if you remember years ago, there was a big debate started by Toki on Facebook about what was uglier. (laughs) I remember. I know, so someone that pretty was about, I know someone that was about to buy a bug eye and I had to talk them out of it. <laughs> and there was yelling and call, name calling and I was, I was the worst person in the world for talking them out of it. 
Next anyway. on the blocks is a 1960 Lambretta Li175 Trike. I'm very familiar with this particular model, Nick. Mm. It is a, a, a has a two-stroke motor under the seat. <laughs> now, for those listening, we probably need to explain that these cars, these vehicles, were really bread and butter in Italy, in Europe, really, not just Italy, but in in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I remember when I went to Italy in 87, just about every farm had two, three of these things yeah. as well. That's how they got produce around. That's how they got uh, into town. Well, they're the only things that would fit down the alleys, <laughs> need, right. to be perfectly honest. And they were extremely reliable and, you know, they, there was a, a massive cult following of these Oh, pull start. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a lever inside the cabin that you went... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This looks to be an original condition. When I say original, this looks to be <laughs> unrestored. Unrestored. <laughs> so what do we think? I have absolutely no idea on this one. I think that'd be the original 1960 paint on there, Nick. Mm, yep. We're very well patinaed, I might add. <laughs> I don't know. What are we thinking on this one? I, I wouldn't have a clue. I I'm, I'm thinking clue. 25. Yeah, okay. I, I honestly <laughs> going don't know. Hard. I'm going to go. I'm just going to say 15. 15. I thought I say know. the same. I remember one of these going recently for, I think it went for 13 in the end. It yeah, was okay. pretty similar. Okay. Mate, right. st- steel bumper. you got to remember it's a steel. <laughs> Is that a bumper? It's more like a beak. Steel beak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to finish off oh. with this beautiful, absolutely 1962 Jaguar Series 1 E-Type. I don't know. Possibly a 3.8 <laughs> and maybe manual. <laughs> we have to have a word so, with James about this. This is not good, is it? Let's have a look at the photos. Maybe we'll be able to tell Let's, the is it, is it a two? It looks like a 2 plus 2, Nick. Let's have a closer look. Is there any interior shots? There will be. So this is a Series 1. It yep, is, manual. It is manual. <laughs> manual, yes, that. yes. Oh, no. No, it's a two-seater. Mm. It is a two-seater. Um, I'm at 180. I don't think that's the original miles. <laughs> I think someone's having a bit of a lend. Do you reckon? I reckon it might be actually. 31,000 31, miles. Original miles. Um, on, on which turn of the clock? Yeah, that's a 3.8. Which turn of the clock, Nick? <laughs> Are we saying 138,000 or 238? Yeah, uh- I don't I honestly don't know. I'm going to go in at 120 on this one. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at 180. Where where are you at? The one 140. 140. One. There you go. You're probably going to take this one out. Hmm. Again, Jags. Something <clears throat> a friend of mine had a couple of E types. Oh, I'm going back for 10 years ago. Gumball Rally. I've driven an E type. I've actually and it was a good. It was a genuine E type. Beautiful well, car to well, drive, look, you absolutely know, the, beautiful to drive, the but thing, very British, very, very British, if The that makes thing sense. you need to realise about these cars is that when that was a brand new car, it was incredibly fast for its era. Yes. Uh, and incredibly cheap for what you got. So much so, um, and, and the styling, absolutely magnificent. Still considered one of the most beautiful cars ever made. Yes. Um, and uh, Enzo Ferrari actually, you know, and I mean, you know, I love Ferraris, particularly Ferraris from the 60s. Mm. He commented that he believed it was the most beautiful car ever made, mm. and I believe he owned one. Mm. Yep, yep. 
Anyway, for those that are interested, head to Shannon's website, uh, auctions there. It's the summer auction, 2022. It starts on the 22nd of February and finishes on the 1st of March. So we'll keep you posted on how we, how close we were or how far off we were on, on those prices. Hey, we're going to take a short break here. We'll be back with heaps more right after this. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 131 of the Talking Power Podcast. Automotive website, Drive Tribe, to close. Drive Tribe, sorry, to close down. I don't know what... I didn't realise that they had poured the sort of money that they yes. speculated into this. Is, is that the Amazon one? Well, I don't know if it was Amazon, but my understanding was owned by Jeremy Clarkson, James May and Richard Hammond. Yes. And they had poured a considerable amount of money into it. How much uh, are we talking? Like in the millions, they're saying, to well, the, the website. Wasn't the Amazon deal for whatever they renamed... The Grand Tour. Top Grand Gear. Tour. Yep. <laughs> to, yeah. um, wasn't that $400 million? I don't think it was that much. I don't think it was in the hundreds. Oh, I thought it was in the hundreds. Oh. But this this is their web this is their their website where yeah. they had it was like Formula One reviews they spoke yeah. with Formula One drivers and it was a, a collaborative effort from a number of journalists around the planet. It was, but it was a pretty crappy website. <laughs> I don't think the website was crappy. I think the content was very well, off yeah. the wall. You had to have their sense of humour. No, no, some of it was poorly written. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. being I'm being very harsh here, but. But did you think? Because I read a lot of their stuff. I, I, because I, I get their humour. Um, yeah. So I, I, I kind of, I, I enjoyed reading their content. But I think a lot of the avid fans may not have, may not have picked up on some of their jokes and some of their humour. Um, I don't know. Just it's, it's really strange that they've, they're, after they've poured that sort of money into it, they can't make a go of it, and they're going to be closing it down as of the first uh, yeah. of Feb. But, yeah, um, but was it their money? I believe so. Yeah. Did they have advertisers? They did, but not many. Not there many. Was, yeah, apparently, it was a lot of their money. Um, and I think they spent a lot of money on clickbait as well. Yeah. So you'd go to another automotive website and they were always floating at the bottom. You know, that yeah. sort of clickbait. You know, I, I never even knew it existed. Yeah, I, I, I went to That's, it quite often. See, I did a bit and then it used to annoy me because I'd go there to read something and get clickbaited. And just go and eh, stuff this. See you later. You know but you mean? didn't find it interesting. You know, not a lot of it. I, if I want to read something interesting and offbeat and well, ridiculous, ridiculous facts, I I'm going to give him a free plug here. Uh, the Drive, American website, The Drive, yep. been, or and or Jalopnik, good old Jalopnik, been around for probably fifteen odd years. On that note, on that note. I've recently discovered podcasts because <laughs> I've got some earbuds. Oh, wow. You know, you only have a host of one as well. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, when you search, um, it's, it's really, really bad. Like, I, I looked up drag racing and yeah, it got rapport. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. needs to build... Actually, no, I'm not going to talk about it on air because I'm going to patent the idea. Someone needs to do something about that. Mm. I, well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's like, you know, I, I have a, I, was, I was discussing this with my wife the other night and she doesn't agree with me. But, you know, she's not meant to, I guess. She's my <laughs> wife. Um, 
every single website that I get on to buy parts, um, aside from eBay, but I think I, I really I know how to manipulate the search engine yeah. on eBay, um, is impossible to navigate because the indexing systems are so bad. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, they have these generic, you know, like I'm looking for a particular size bolt and it comes up with, do you want me to list them from most expensive to least expensive or the other way around? No. How about the bolt size? <laughs> yeah, but that's because the website's generated or built by someone that's not an expert in... Someone from a foreign country that calls it... I didn't want to say that. p.m. every day. I didn't want to say... <laughs> if I, I need a new website. It's, it's, that's, Can I help you with sales and marketing? Yeah. The, the, they're websites that are built by people that are not necessarily verse in the parts that are on there yeah but i shouldn't they get a consultant in yeah um, when when our uh our parts website goes online um that's going to be what's so going to be so distinguishing about it because you will be able to find those parts within a couple of clicks mm. you know and it's not that hard to do Mm. you know even i mean (laughs) i can't think of a single one I've actually been in a store, for example, and seen an item and searched the exact name, the stock code number, the whole lot on, you know, I don't want to say the company's names because I'll probably get sued, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, and not been able to find them. And I'm going, how ridiculous is this? I'm in the store looking at it and it's not on your website. Yeah. You know. Does it end in co? No, no, it's in. <laughs> talk to you later. Don't talk. <laughs> Summer that's twenty twenty two. I know. Well, what a Jason Mansueto. Where do we start? He with Jason? he just destroyed it. He destroyed it. That car is by far the like most modified yet looking unmodified car to ever win Summer Nats Grand Champion. And yes. hats off to Jace for that incredible job. Incredible job. I was put onto it by uh, a number of uh, customers and um, crew members that, you know, had had swung past uh, since it happened. And, you know, everyone just commenting on how incredible the build Mm. of this car was. Mm. Um, So... This is a story about a 17-year-old that went to Summonat's Fall in the, you know, what was Summonat's Fall being, 1992. So he's roughly my age then, Jason. If he was 17 in 1992, he went there on his P plates and in this same car. Yep. Well, that's an incredible story. Yeah. It really is. It really is an incredible story. Also, Chick Henry honoured with the grandstand being named after him. I thought that was a, that was a great, um, great story. So as the Dino competition died <laughs> i know what you're gonna say i don't know oh, i yes all right so the the for the second time in recent years a barra powered cars taken home the top prize at the summoners dyno competition with henry winters 2009 fg xr6 turbo claiming both the boosted six-cylinder and overall win in 2022 Haltech horsepower heroes comp the fg pushed out a best of 1257 rear wheel horsepower on 34 psi in the MPW Dino Cell on Sunday to secure the silverware. I'll put this in perspective for you. Um, uh, Mick Munro, mm-hmm. uh, tuned by Mick, uh, he just did a 3.2 stroker uh, GD... Uh, no, 
I don't know if it's a GDR. Anyway, it's a Skyline. Could be a GDR. Not sure. And that made more than that. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it's a street car. It's the guy's, you know, streeter. Mm. It made it made thirteen hundred and something. So what's happened? Where yeah. are all the twin turbo V eights? Well, wasn't it the big uproar? Not last year. It was only the some. Apparently, this one last year too. Well, but the year I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Twelve hundred fifty-seven horsepower. The year before, I had that bloke from oh, the Dino Tuning Mob in Sydney. The, the uh, exhaust place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red. Redcliffe Redcliffe Dino Dino Exhaust and Dino He got hate mail For doing that Legit hate mail Everyone cracked the He made more than Fabietti's door slam That was a few years ago Yeah Mm. That was the year before COVID ruined the world (laughs) It was the year Of the bushfires In Sydney as well Anyway that's no stash 1,257 But I think Rob's Made that sort of power, but then you know, second second was um, uh, the guy with, with customer streetcars. Second, I think, was Benny from well, mechanical stick from minor car mods fame. Oh yeah, with the Crescida and the Barra, he did like twelve fifty something, but they were weeping fluids out of the block and just they couldn't push it anymore. Well, I didn't want to blow a motor up, so yeah. Hmm. So you've got two six cylinders in, so in the, the top two of horsepower hero. The days of the twin turbo V eights all over. Or, or, or was it a prerequisite you had to have a Haltech ECU? Maybe. 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 They were a main sponsor. Burnout <laughs> champion. Burnout, yes. Yeah, so two champions. There was the Burnout Championship, someone at 34. And there was also the, uh, where's the other one? Is the Burnout Masters. So Tim Brown in that, that VK Commodore, really nice looking car. Uh, he won the $25,000 in the Burnout Masters. And good West Australian boy, Steve Loder, UC Smoke. Uh, Burnout Championship winner as well. Second place, Drew Friend. Uh, third place, Peter Thompson. So congratulations to them. Wow, what a huge effort it would have been to get there and uh, get back over with all these COVID restrictions. Well, that no, is amazing. It's hey? a big effort for Steve to get over there. That and, is just, you know, hats off to him. That's just huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. It is. It is a big commitment to the sport, isn't it, to get over there and, and do that event. All right, guys, we'll bring episode 131 to a close. Thanks for coming in, guys. It was good to see you again. See you, Nick. See you, Nick. See ya. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.